We're live, and this is KWAD Radio. This is Patty Holstrand, and we're talking today about publishing e-books for printed books. We're at, we are selling e-books at issue twelve to one right now. Come by and listen and ask questions. You can call. KWAD Radio, and we're definitely on the air now. Um, we are selling books, ebooks, and ratio total right now. So, want to call in and discuss this? Uh, the guest call in number is 714 242 5145. That's 714 242 1145. Or you can go on Blog Talk Radio and find KWAD Radio. And you can listen in at you know on that location as well. 
You don't necessarily need to call in. We also have a chat available, so you can actually write in your questions. So the idea here is that uh, the changing face of publishing is affecting everyone, all writers, uh, in every genre, fiction or nonfiction. I am a 21-year veteran graphic designer. I've been working in a print shop for 14 of those years. And I've seen a lot of changes. Uh, five years ago, I suggested the print shop get into books, into printing books, because of the fact that I knew that the printing industry was going to change. Uh, I saw the, the way paving for the digital era, and I also knew that uh, we would be doing a lot more printing right at home now. So, and that's what a lot of businesses are doing now. They're printing smaller runs instead of larger runs uh, right on their own home computers. They're designing uh, because there's a lot of packages that have all this, this you know, this uh, letterhead and envelopes, and, and even Word has uh, letterhead and envelope packages already set in their systems, that way you can use that. So the idea is that the you guys have become more empowered to do some of your own things at home. Now, is that better? In some cases, it is. Obviously, you've saved yourself a lot of money. Uh, there's things that you still should not be doing at home, and, and I, I really can't stress this enough, and one of them is business cards. Uh, they really can tell when you hand, your, hand them a uh, hand-cut card or a uh, card that has perforations on it, it really does say something about your business. And you really need to either get a base, a business card, or a full color business card with UV coating. It really stands out and lets people know you spent a little bit of money on yourself in your business. Uh, or you know, if you work for someone, the same thing. Uh, you would not want them to hand you, you know, and cut cards to go out and do sales calls. So the same thing with your own business. Uh, the, the business has changed. The printing business has changed, and so has the publishing business. Uh, it wasn't just e-books that changed printing. It wasn't just e-books that changed publishing. But above all, I would say that e-books had changed publishing has really turned it on its ears. And I remember a few years ago, in 2009, I went to BIA, which is the, the largest book show in the world. And I was in New York. And at that time, they were all trying to... They were a big bugaboo was... Uh, the big buzz was, you know, e-books. Uh, should we get on this market? Were they viable? There weren't even any sales figures... Nobody was even keeping sales figures uh, for ebook sales. It was not even uh, part of the tracking system yet. Uh, that didn't happen until you know, 2010. Then they started tracking and found out, you know, they kept saying, well, we're not really selling that many ebooks. And because there really wasn't any tracking for it. Um, 2010, all of a sudden, they get tracking and they found out how many books they were selling and then everybody uh, changed their tune. Uh, the readers, I was told in 2009, 
are going to be the hottest commodity for Christmas in 2009. And, and I said, I don't think so yet. Uh, so I suggested this, that, that I thought it was going to be the biggest commodity, the biggest gift to give for Christmas in 2010. And, and it wound up being true. There were more Kindles sold that, in 2010 than before. Sony hasn't quite made it there yet. The Nooks are not quite up there. Uh, but I had somebody who mentioned recently that uh, they felt that the Nook was going to do very, very well this year uh, for Christmas and some of the other readers. I'm not sure as long as the iPad's around. iPad came out in April of last year, and it, it, they had totally changed the ebook format and totally changed the rules. Apple came in the door running and set everyone you know, a, a higher standard. And so it left all the other readers scrambling, including the Kindle. Uh, Kindle's the only one that's actually kept out with them, and actually that's things surpassed still as far as the book sales. But uh, Apple's really has come a long way, and they have set the bar but they have also uh, put their own rules in place. And one of the rules was that they you had to have an, uh, an ISBN for ebooks. Before April of last year, April 2010, we didn't need <laughs> we did not need uh, ISBN numbers for ebooks. So here, uh, being a small publisher that I was, I said I, I had originally bought a block of 100, 100 you know, ISBN, thinking this is going to be a while before I get through these. Uh, as of April last year, that totally changed because every book that I had had to have two ISBNs rather than one. Uh, the ISBNs actually went down in price. Uh, Bowker, our Bowker went down in price. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, owning a house, you know. You're, you're <laughs> just your house isn't worth as much now as it was, you know, ten years ago. Uh, same thing happened with the ISBNs. My ISBNs are not worth as much as when I bought them. It's kind of like driving a car off the lot. Uh, that wasn't originally how it was supposed to happen, but uh, it's kind of like real estate. I, I, I have lost some of that. Uh, it's about. Well, let's say it was a, for one hundred. It was it was almost hundred dollars. Now you can get a block of a hundred for under six hundred. That's considerable uh, decrease, which is good because of the fact that you now need more ISBNs to cover for the ebook market. Uh, now understand that that at all at all times you needed to have an ISBN not only for the print book, but you also needed to have one for the uh, for the audiobook or at, at that time CDs were really big. You know, you, you tape everything on your, on your CD and then you offer it with the book. And so you had to have a book CD uh, ISBN number that went together with the package. Uh, also, any anyone who has a set of books, you know, for instance, if they have a series a trilogy. Uh, they would wind up having the ISBN for the whole trilogy. So suddenly, we need a lot more ISBNs than we did before. Uh, now, understand that Amazon still does not support you 
to get an ISDN number in order to put your book on sale in uh, any format. But if you wish to sell on, on Apple and wish to sell on some of the others that are now making it mandatory, then you need to go ahead and, and purchase an ISDN number for your ebook. And plan on at least two, two ISBNs, for, one for your print book and one for your ebook. Then once you actually do your audio, which will be a whole different, uh, we'll discuss that some other time, but uh, how to go about actually reading your own audio book and, uh, and getting that up for sale as well. And that also takes a separate ISBN number. And, and really a lot of that's because of the fact that you're going to be selling your audio book on iTunes, and iTunes is owned by Apple, so you see where the Apple falls there. So Apple sets the bar, and they've enforced the rules. Um, the differences uh, for small publishers are that obviously there's, there's more output for uh, not only having, because you're always going to have at this point, there's no reason why you should not have an ISBN for two, you know, get two ISBNs, one for the ebook and then one for the print book. Now, uh, my partner and I have gone back and forth on which one should come first, kind of like the chicken and the egg, which one comes first? Is it the chicken or is it the egg? Well, the same thing is now happening. Well, what should come first? And even the big publishers are asking this question. What should come first? The, uh, the print book, whether that's in hardcover or softcover, or because that's that's a whole different ballgame there. Whether it's a hardcover, whether it's softcover, it depends on your imprint and when and who your publisher is. But uh, it really comes down to the chicken is a printed book, the egg is a newcomer, maybe not quite hatched yet. There's still some great things to come. We're not sure what it looks like yet. Not sure what it's going to do to the market. We're not sure how it's going to survive and last. So there's a lot of questions with that egg. And that egg is the ebook. Now the ebook is is there's a lot of misconceptions when people say, I want you to take my book and format it in ebook. Well that's not that's not the whole question. The whole question should be, okay, if you want the ebook do you just want it in Kindle? You plan on having an ISBN if you want to do an Apple? Do you want to go up on Smashwords? Do you want to go into uh, into different formats yourself, or do you want to just you know do two major ones? And that it would be going into Smashwords that goes into quite a bit of others, but it does take a lot more time. Um, or you, and also adding on the Kindle. Obviously, a Kindle you're going to do first. Okay. I can say this from the experience that Kindles go up faster than anybody else. Uh, Smashwords has its, has its own bugaboos and their uh, specifications that you have to follow, and so you need to learn how to do that. To follow the rules, you need to go through the take the time to learn these systems if you plan on doing your own ebooks and uploading. Uh, you really need to be a little bit tech. Savvy. If you're not, then you need to take a class or a seminar or a webinar, which we will be offering a webinar on uh, these kind of subjects. The whole one on, on ebooks and, and how to 
format and get those things into the right markets and actually get your books up for sale. Um, also, we're doing the whole one on printed books because the whole question was, okay, if you suggest that we put our ebook up first. Now, the reason why I, I say that is because if you don't have a lot of money, I mean, all of us are really strapped from 2010. I mean, you know, we're, we're all feeling that economic pinch. And what we wind up doing is, is if you take your book, edited, if you, you have to have a cover design. You have to do almost everything you would, whether you print or whether you do an e-book. You still have the editing process. You still have the ISDN issue. You still have to, for, you know, do some kind of formatting. It's not a formal formatting like in print, but it's, it's formatting nonetheless. And it's a different type of formatting. Uh, and then, of course, you have your cover design. Because you cannot sell your book with a blank cover. It's not going to happen. Uh, you got to have your your uh, your back cover text. Even on that, even if you don't have a back cover, <laughs> you still have that back cover text because this is your marketing piece, and you have to have a bio on the author. You have to have all these pieces that you would normally have if you're printing a book and selling it. Uh, the only difference is that uh, sales are different. You don't fulfill the order. Uh, so most of you are sending it to Amazon. Anyway, you're not fulfilling the orders anyway. But if you have printed books and you fulfill the orders, you no longer have to do that point. You are actually handing it to these fulfillment places, whether it's App or whether it's, it's Masswords or whether it's uh, uh, BNN.com or whether it's Kindle uh, on Amazon. They're all uh, their own hubs. They do their own accounting and you track the sales, and you don't have to fulfill the orders. They do that for you. But you have to get them the, the product that looks decent, so that way readers will want to read it. And that's why you really need to follow the rules of the game. You cannot cut corners. You have to do things, follow the rules, otherwise it, it's going to bounce back, and or it's going to look bad. You're not going to get sales consistently. Uh, they might read your book once, and then you never end to get another sale. Uh, somebody's going to give you a really bad review from your Kindle or whatever. Uh, you know, understand? I had an author who recently was really, really upset because somebody gave her a bad review uh, for her Kindle book, and so she said, well, "Did you get put the right version up?" Well, of course, I put the right version up. The issue is that not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to like your writing. And because it's way too easy to say nasty things on Amazon without anybody saying, are you sure you want to put this up? Anybody, any schmo can put up, you know, that they don't like your book and have nothing to do with you, with your book. That to do with, you know, that they don't like you because you're a hometown girl who is making good and is trying to uh, survive and, and sell a few books. And this person wants to rail on you. So you got to get over that because you're going to have to get a thick skin uh, one way or the other. Uh, I know I had to have a thick skin when I actually <clears throat> handed my piece to an agent or an editor or a publisher 
Um, let me tell you, they are a lot tougher on you than a lot of your readers are going to be. And the reason is because they know these readers. They know these readers are going to rail on you. If you don't do your homework, don't do your what you need to do in order to make the product sellable. And that happens from practice. It comes from studying time to learn, spending the time doing the formatting, spending the time to understand how to get your book in there because there are rules and you have to follow them. You cannot cut corners. So with that, I'm going to see if we have any chats, see if we have any calls. Again, you can call in. Uh, Your guest number is 714-242-5145. And I'm going to put a little music on for a second so that way I can uh, get a drink. Be right back. We're back. This is KBOT Radio. And the guest call in number is 714-242-5145. I had a couple people on Facebook ask me a question. Uh, one was actually a comment. One was that they felt they preferred ebooks over print books. And um, they probably didn't say why, but I can understand. Uh, one is obviously ease of use. Uh, the printed book is, is a different way of Holding it, it's not a tablet, it's not flat. Um, you have to maneuver your, your fingers, you have to hold with both hands sometimes. There's a lot of issues when it comes to the, to the printer book. Um, 
They also have, to obviously, the cost. Uh, it's not that it doesn't cost something to to produce the ebook. Now, there's a lot of people say, well, there's no cost from it. There is cost involved. You still have to take the time to do all those steps that you would normally do with a book, uh, whether it's printed or an ebook. You still have to have it covered as effective. You still have to have back cover copy. You still have to get the uh, book edited. Otherwise, you're going to the readers going to never come back to you. Uh, there's a lot of things you still have to do, whether it's a printed book or ebook. So you need to follow that. Also, there's the whole formatting issue. Now, the reason why the printed book is different than the ebook. And the main reason is because it needs to flow. You've got a the tablet is a is a never-ending flow thing. So you've got a book and it keeps on going. You might have you have a break, a very small break for one chapter to another. But really, honestly, you you've got one long flowing piece. Now you can go from chapter to chapter. Now, um, usually you're not going to do that unless you get out of it. Uh, sometimes you're just going to remember exactly where you left anyway. Uh, these tablets are really intuitive. They know where you left it. They know uh, if you have a table of contents. Table of contents, when you put that into ebook format, it's not going to have any any num uh, page numbers. And the reason is because your page numbers on your printed book are going to be completely different page numbers on the ebook. And yes, they do have page numbers. But it's never going to be the same as what you had in the printed book because of the fact, obviously, there's less there's less words on the tablet, and depending on the size of your of your media, whether it's a smartphone, which you know, depending on the size of your of your letters, uh, you're going to get you know more than a paragraph at a time. Or tablet, you're you're going to get uh, I believe it's something like 110 words on the tablet. Uh, general tablet. We're talking about a Kindle size. Kindles and Nooks are about the same size. You're going to wind up getting, you know, depending on the size of your tablet, you depend on how many words you can actually get on the page. Obviously, you have the whole issue of uh, resizing the text. And we can get into that for a second. But resizing the text is a big thing. Uh, and that makes a difference in how many words you're going to fit on that, on that tablet page. So there's no way that you can you can follow the same page. I mean, if you're thinking, well, I can just follow the same page. Can't I know where it is in the in the in the book in the printed book? So it's got to be on the same page on tablet. No, never going to be on the same page because you have different word counts. Now, in the eight half by eleven, eight half by eleven trade paperback, you're going to get approximately, not say approximately, very very close to this, 330 words on a full page with a header on top, standard header. If a standard header, uh, I count uh, a half page, or half inch, I'm sorry, half inch margin on the bottom, you're going to wind up getting 330 words on a printed page on a 8.5.11 trade paperback book. So uh, I always base, uh, I can, Pretty much how when somebody says, "Well, I can have 66,000 words," I can calculate that out. That's going to be approximately 200 pages. 66,000 words is 200 pages, and that's going to be the typical size, average size of of any printed book, eight and a half by eleven. Uh, 
there's a lot of different issues when it comes to uh, whether you would do a 6 by 9 paperback, whether you do 8 and a half by 11. And I can tell you what I think about that. Uh, what I think about that is used, typically 6 by 9s are for, uh, are for nonfiction or they are for books that have a lot of words. If you have 96,000, uh, 97,000 words, or 100,000 words, you're going to want it to be 6 by 9 It's going to save you money. And ching, you know, you're going to think about this. And having a, a publisher hat on my head, I don't typically care for 6 by 9 for fiction, but I do understand it and will definitely follow the uh, lead on a lot of things and say, if you've got an, a 95 thousand word book, you know what, let's go six by nine because it's going to save you 20%. But you're going to get a whole lot more words on the page. So you can, you're going to wind up having uh, less pages to pay for and you are paying for that book when you're printing it as an author, you're paying per page. So if you have 200, 200 pages, you're going to figure out how much it's going to cost you based on page count. So you said obviously 66,000 words is is a 200-page book. That's a good size. That's that's your that's your average decent size book. Okay. Over 200 pages, that's uh, fine. You just you, know, you got to think about uh, your genre. Uh, I have somebody who hand me a 97,000-word book for his first book, and, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but even J.K. Rowling didn't get away with that. Uh, you look at her first three books. Her first three books were smaller books. It's because she's an unknown author. The publisher doesn't want to pay for a huge book uh, when they don't know whether or not you're going to sell, for, for sure, because they're taking this much a chance on you. Uh, you know, they, they take chances on anybody that they sign, except for big-time uh, stars, they know that that person's not going to make it back. But an average person who has an average and decent story to tell, they're still taking a chance, and they're never going to take a chance on somebody who has a huge book. only person I've ever known to get away with that uh, would be, oh, man, I don't remember her name. Anyway, I, I've known one author who got away with uh, writing very large first book. And uh, she wrote well enough, and, she, and believe it or not, it was time travel romance. So, because uh, yeah, that's the area which I love so much. But you hardly ever hear that happen. So they're always going to cut down your book to small books. Uh, that way... First of all, you have to remember that you're on pain too. So if you're calculating that, if you're saying 97,000 words and you're dividing now by 330 words, that's 292 pages. You're not going to want that to, to pay for that many pages. So you have to consider the print book versus the e-book and also understand that not... Uh, the, the the huge books, the big books, and I'd say this: I have one really large book. Um, it's a fantasy, and so fantasies are allowed. 
Some of you didn't know that fantasies are large books. Uh, their adventure, we're talking about fantasy adventure, you know, the Tolkien type story where uh, you've got a group of people and they're, they're off on an adventure and they're, they're having to with, with uh, evil forces and, you know, you know the story. Uh, it's not usual to have more than 300 pages for one of those books. Uh, and I have one who is 682 pages. 682 pages, and that's a six by nine. So you can imagine that is 220,000 words. Now, and if he, if he wouldn't have believed enough in himself and said, "Okay, I really want to do this because this book is actually based on my game system that I designed," uh, I would don't think he would have found a market right away for that huge of a book. Uh, if he if he didn't believe enough in himself. So uh, now, whether or not that sells an ebook, I have my doubts on that. I really do because it, you know who's going to want to read that big of a book? Um, we have to charge a little more for that book based on the fact that it's some more uh, more words, more pages. So. Uh, even if you're not really dealing with pages on the ebooks, you still need to be cognizant of it as a bigger file. Um, so I'm not sure people want to have a little more easier read. Uh, have an easier read and being able to, uh, well, obviously being able to get through that book pretty quickly. Uh, people who have the, the tablets want to have an easy read. Well, that bigger may not may not hold well, and we have sold a couple in ebook format. We're not. I'm just not sure whether or not that's going to be a real big quantity, unless people already know about the book. So that, you know, again, you've got to publicize. You've got to keep getting your word out. You've got to keep promoting. Otherwise, you, you mark your step. Uh, there's way too many books out there. Um, and so the, let's talk about the printed book. The, I said that that uh, the printed book is not dead. It's not really dead yet. As I have, a, you know, almost every convention I go to now, there's one big thing that they talk about, and they still continue to talk about it. Well, you know, the printed book is dead. No, it's not. If you are an author, uh, buying the, the and the reason why I say this is because if you have a, a small publisher who is helping you or a big publisher and you say, okay, uh, I want to have some of my own books and in order to go to conventions and, and do events and being able to sell books myself. And so uh, most publishers, especially small publishers, will give, you, give the offer a, a, uh, a discounted on the books. And what I do is I base it on what my cost is uh, and then I you know, do a standard markup. And from that, of course, obviously the, the author is getting a, still a killer price. So if they're doing a 240-page book uh, and just sort of, if you say, just to make it easy, uh, this is actually not, it's not $5, but it's be close to it. Um, so it's going to cost the author $5 to get that printed. 
And I said, okay, well, I'm going to this event. I, I just want 20 bucks. That's, that's all I really want to keep on hand. That's, that's fine. That's exactly what I'm here for. I said, okay, I'll get you 20 bucks and such and such date, and yeah. and here's the, your total. You say 20 bucks times $5, then you're going to take and you're going to sell that, that book. Now, if you're going to go to a show, you know, a convention or an event, you're going to have event pricing. But if you're out uh, with friends and relatives and you're doing something and somebody says, hey, how much is your book? And you say, well, the retail is fourteen ninety-five. So you're, you're going to get fifteen dollars for that book, let's say. You need fifteen dollars, and you paid five. You would just make ten dollars, and you pocketed that money. You made ten dollars on the book, which is, you know, more than you're ever going to make from any percentage, any royalty structure. Any of these uh, big things that set royalty that tell you that you can set your own royalty structure and and tell you that you can set the retail price, I'm never going to let you set the retail price. And the reason is because you're going to wind up getting greedy. Because I think you can sell your book for 20 bucks uh, and the trade paperback, you know, with 230 pages. Uh, it's never going to happen. Uh, the only time that it's, that it's worth that is is Non-fiction, non-fictions get more money, okay? You've got to look at your market. You've got to look at the market. You've got to go to the bookstore and say, uh, you go to the books in your genre. If you have a non-fiction book on uh, meditation, then, yeah, you might very well get $20, you know, $19.95 for that book. Uh, just, you know, rough sake to say 20 bucks, and I'm having nickels on you. Uh, you just you say it's 20 bucks. Um, but nonfiction is different dog than fiction. You're never going to get the same amount of money for a fiction book as you can for a nonfiction. That's just the way it is. Does it mean that is that is not a good product? No, it's just a different product. And the market has always said that fiction does not make as much money. So you're going to put your book in for sale according to what the market is going to bear. This is important. The market is going to bear. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone into uh, different things and promoting your books. And it's 24.95 for a, a you know 190-page nonfiction story. Of, uh, you know, I killed the whale type story or whatever it is. No matter what it is. Uh, then, uh, because that a case, you already went outside the market will bear. Nobody's going to hand you $25 for your book, when, especially when it's that small of a book and you're an unknown author. Nobody's going to pay you $25 for that book. Well, yeah, okay, you're going to get maybe 10 sales. I can say, and you're going to be excited about those 10 sales until you say, until you really analyze it and say, okay, six of those were my friends. Okay, so, yeah, they're they're going to pay you <laughs> they're going to pay you beyond what the market would bear because they want to show you support. Okay, that doesn't count. You need to understand that that especially in this market now, where people have a lot less money to spend on, as I say this, frivolous things. Uh, so I don't consider 
folks would be frivolous, but, you know, when it really comes down to whether or not they're going to feed their family or whether they're going to buy the book, which are going to be, unless you're finally eating the book, uh, you're going to have to make hard choices, and those choices are going to be in, 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 to feed the family. Um, and the books are not, and they are reflecting that. Um, I can tell kind of how the market, how the uh, economy is doing based on numbers and based on what's going on right now. I have to tell you that uh, I was reading uh, quite a bit of things and from other from other small publishers, and numbers, whether it's ebook or whether it's uh, printed book, are down. Uh, I happen to know that the print book is actually way down. Like I said, I am selling one printed book for every twelve. E-books. Now, does this mean that I'm making a lot of money? No, because remember that I'm selling those e-books for anywhere between, you know, three ninety-nine and eight ninety-nine. I'm not selling them for the whopping retail price of fourteen ninety-five that I could get for a printed book. So that means, you know, and, and really, you're not going to get fourteen ninety-five for the printed book either. As um, uh, again, when things get lean, the uh, publishers have to reduce the cost. They have to reduce their uh, they have to reduce the amount it's going to cost them to to put, print the book. They have to reduce a lot of things. Uh, they have to not produce as many books. Um, and this is what's happening with the big publishers that they're not printing is they're not publishing many books. Um, I do see a lot of deals, and I, I, I analyze that constantly to see why they're doing that. Um, but, again, you have to analyze the market and see what's going on. You need to go to the bookstore and find out what's your market, what's your genre, what's there. And you need to follow that plan. Now, I know that a lot of these uh, so-called publishers out there that you know, say, well, you don't have to pay us anything. We're going to do your editing. We're going to do your cover. Uh, we're going to get your book up for sale. And then we're, we're going to uh, set the retail price, but you get to set your royalty structure. Well, they're charging you $20 for a book, so what can you do but mark it up? Uh, you have nothing to work with there. But they're going to charge you, uh, you know, $15 to... Which they just, you know, if they're charging you $15, they just want past what the market will bear. And that's how much they're charging you for the book. So $15 they're charging you for the book. So where are you making your money? So you're setting your royalty structure for uh, $24.95. Oh, yeah, I want, I want $9, $10 for my book. That's not going to happen. So they just went beyond what the market will bear just to get paid back for the services that they gave you or so-called gave you because they want to make the money back. They know that you're going to sell a certain number of books. You're going to have a certain number of friends. You're going to have a certain number of colleagues. You're going to have a certain number of relatives. And they're betting that that certain number of relatives and family are going to make up for what they lost and what output they put for the services Editing, uh, they'll do a cursory job. They're never going to do a good job because they don't have to. Uh, you're going to get a cover you're going to get. Sometimes you'll be happy, sometimes you're not. 
um, and to do, you know, a straight interior. They're not going to do anything fancy. Because you're, you're, not, you're not paying for it. And because you didn't pay for it, you're never, ever going to get your files back. So that author, he says, well, I can I can never get them to get my files back. I said, did you put any money in on it? Well, no, they, they, did, they did all the work. He says, then what makes you think you're... You should even get the files. Well, it's my book. It says no, it's your copyright. It's not your book. There used to be a number. They own the right to distribute your book. So you guys need to look at at, at all the factors. Not say, oh, this is cool. I don't spend any money, and I can get my book done in in a month, and and it'd be up for sale, and I'll be I'll be made raking in the money. Well, that's not going to happen. And I cannot tell you how many people who come on board with me who have these agreements with these other companies, and I've had to make them, uh, had to advise them to uh, drop that contract, and then we can help them. We had to re-market it. We had to redo the new cover. We had to establish new ISBN. Is it without any passwords? It's always a hassle because there's always going to be other books out there for sale. You have your uh, old books from uh, the unmastered version uh, that are still out there for sale. Uh, everybody's going to take, uh, if, if you're selling a book uh, used for on Amazon for uh, $6, well, let me change that. Let's say that you're selling it for 4.95. Okay, selling it for four ninety five, and and the uh, and the publisher of the new remastered version is selling it for what the market will normally bear, which is fourteen ninety five. Um, which one are you going to buy? Now, some people won't buy used; they want they want used book. Okay, well, if somebody reviews your book and they turn it around, they sell it on Amazon. They sit there and, and, and claim that it is a new book. I cannot tell you how this drives me insane. My partner can tell you, can contest to that, that it drives me insane when they do this. Um, Bookstores going out of business. I've had the same thing happen where the bookstores going out of business. I advise them to put the books into their uh, local library as a donation. Um, they didn't do it. Instead, they put them up on Amazon first. We will never see any money from it, and they sit there and claim that it's new. Um, they sell it for dirt cheap because they don't have to pay me commission. It drives me insane when they do this because they are stealing. They are ripping off the authors and the publishers. Not right by any stretch of the imagination. But... There's good things that are going on in the business, and Amazon specifically uh, doesn't care. I have uh, put in complaints about certain vendors who claim that they have a new book when I know that they had a review copy. That is no longer new once they read it and review it. They've opened it. They probably read it while they were eating, Uh, you know, I know for a fact that the books get marred and, and scuffed. Uh, just being in a bookstore and people picking it up and looking at it and, and going over to to the uh, 
to the gift store or the uh, restaurant next door, and and they have an agreement of well, you can bring books in here and and take a look at them, and then bring them back over and buy them. Well, they bring them back, put them back on the shelves with food on it. I kid you not, I've gotten them back this way. Uh, they have food on them, and then I get them back as unsellable. All I can do is give them away for free at this point. The covers are scuffed, they're bent. They're, uh, nobody wants a, a used book, and really what you're getting sometimes in these in these bookstores are used books. Uh, people sit there and they'll read them, uh, then they'll take them back and put them back up, and never to be picked up again. So, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about how the, why I think that books are they're still a viable media. But I do have to say one more time, I guess call in. We have nine minutes left of the show. And the call number is 714-242-5145. I assure you all of you are going to kick yourself when you read, listen to this, this episode and think, man, I could have called her. Could have called her and asked a question. It's burning in my brain, and you weren't here. So, um, looking at chat, not seeing anything. Um, double check on the email, or not email? Sorry, on Facebook. Just so everybody know that I am on Facebook, and I do do interviews on Facebook as well. I talk about some of these things. Uh, my Facebook page is. Facebook.com slash PJ. That's Pete and Paul, J as in Joe, dot Holtrand, H-U-L-T, S-T-R-A-N-D. I can't tell you how many times people say, well, I'll find you, and they say, did you, put the, did you have two T's in my last name? They say, oh, no, I only have one T. Never going to find me unless you spell it right. So it's H U L T S T R A N D. Also, I have a uh, Facebook page for AZ Publishing. So that's going to be at, let me find it, the Airplane Publishing Book News. And that's going to be under facebook.com slash pages slash Arizona. Shout out. Hyphen Publishing, Hyphen Book, Hyphen News, slash, and are you ready for this one? <laughs> 1 It's just easier to actually go in there and say, find errors in Publishing Book News, and then you can find it. Or you can go on my Facebook and say, hey, where are you? And I can lead you there as well. Always looking for people to like that page because that's uh, that's where we put a lot of. Uh, unfortunately, I have so many so many people going on my personal page that I wind up not even have a uh, getting is on the other one as much. So um, that's a shame of it. This is just one that. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I do do interviews there. I am also doing interviews. Typically, I'm doing it today and Tuesday because I have something to do tomorrow. 
We are trying to standardize it so that way the shows are running on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I'm also running a publishing specific publishing uh, website, uh, publishing show on Friday morning, 8.30 in the morning, because I have a lot of people say, well, why do you run it late in the afternoon? I'm running around and doing things at night. So I said, fine. And a lot of these authors, you know, them are home during the day. So I was just on Fridays. So I'm doing a specific, specifically publishing show on 8.30 in the morning, 8.30 on top of 8.30 Arizona time, which makes three hours later in Eastern time. And you do the math for wherever you happen to be. But Arizona is the only one that doesn't change their, their time. So it does get a little complicated in summertime <laughs> because uh, we're, we're different than everybody then. Uh, mountain time is also one hour ahead. Uh, and obviously Pacific time, California is behind us. So if it's, it's almost six now here in Arizona, now you can tell where you are there. Uh, if you're listening, please, you know, let me know. You put chat, ask a question. But I'm going to go back to why I think I've got four minutes to, to convince you why I think that the book, that printed books are still going to be around. It's, and it's really as simple. As long as the authors need a way to sell for themselves. And what I mean is when you when the author has their own stock and they're making money on that stock, like I said earlier, if you buy a book from your publisher for five dollars, that's the author cost. And you turn around and you sell the book at at an event for fifteen dollars, you're making ten. You're pocketing ten. Now what author in the right mind would not want to do that? Especially when you don't need to have a thousand books. Yes, it would be wonderful if we all had a thousand books and only spent a dollar and fifteen to get it printed. I would love to have that, but I don't have the space to hold uh, a thousand books for everybody. There's just no way that's going to happen. I have some books that have never even even uh, sold more than ten. So, which is sad, but true. And the authors are nowhere to be found. So, you know, you do the math. There's no way that you can promote a book unless you get, you know, more than just a publisher doing it. So I'm going to run out of juice here in a few minutes, So, and uh, we only have a few minutes left, but I'm going to say that as long as the author has the ability to sell the books themselves, they do not have the ability to sell the e-books themselves because, again, that is, we talked about that earlier, they, uh, you put your book up for sale on a Kindle and whatever, and they deliver it. So yes, you make the royalties on it, but you're never going to make the full amount that you could if you were distributing it yourself. And that's really the key because the distributors are making all the money. Seriously, they're making the lion's share of this, and we will talk about this another time. Um, and I'll explain what how distribution works and why. Lions, the lions are making more money than we are. Uh, but it really goes down to the fact that as long as they need printed books in order to sell, in order to make some money on the side, and really that's what they should be doing. 
uh, that they can make more money than I can for them. They are their own best salesperson. And I said this recently, you are also your own best hero or heroine. Nobody's going to save you but yourself. The government's not going to save you, so you need to bootstrap this and get it going and believe enough in yourself and buy 20 books and then turn around and reciprocate. In other words, you get 20 and once you get down to 10, you turn around and put more money into more books. Before you know it, you'll be within three, within three turns of 20 books. You are now making up for your difference of how much you put into this book. I'm talking about the cover, I'm talking about the, the shipping, everything. We're on our last minute, and I just wanted everybody to know where to find me. You can call, call me. Well, you can contact me through Facebook at pj. Strand H U L T S T R A N D. We also have a, uh, a take a look on on uh, Facebook there, and also azpublishingservices.com website. A Z like in Arizona publishing. Services.com is where the books are being sold and also free shipping there. We're also on Amazon. We also have our own Amazon page, uh, the, the publisher page, so you can go there. And I welcome to... Until next